Hi, welcome to the Mamas Know Best, We Got Something to Say podcast. For months, we take time to prepare and educate ourselves on this new adventure of motherhood. But as we all know, once the baby is born, we're still left with so many questions and need all the help we can get. Women really should have a sense of empowerment as they begin to experience these life-changing moments. And no one mother has it all figured out. However, the more informed we are, the better decisions we can make that will positively affect us and our family. And that's what this podcast is about. Sharing honest, raw, and real conversations about motherhood, life, and all of the crazy, messy, beautiful in-betweens to hopefully educate, empower, and support the next mother on her motherhood journey. So sit back and enjoy. As a busy mom, I need style, simplicity, and convenience when it comes to my wardrobe. And I am so glad that I learned about Modern Mom Style Box. It's been a game changer for me. It's a monthly clothing rental subscription service where you stock your virtual closet and receive a box of cute styles that you've selected. You can try them on and either hang on to them for the month, you can purchase them at a reasonable price, or you can just return them in a prepaid shipping label when you're done. And you can receive multiple boxes with your month's subscription. Sizes go up to 4X and they have popular brands like Ann Taylor, Banana Republic, French Connection, and more. I want you to try it yourself for free for one month. So head on over to www.modernmomstyle.com to start your free trial today and tell them that Nicole from Mamas Know Best sent you. Hello and welcome to the Mamas Know Best. We got something to say podcast. I am on with a super, super, super special guest, Mrs. Tara Clark of Modern Mom Probs. Tara Clark is an author, content creator, mother, and the founder of Modern Mom Probs. Tara began her career at Nickelodeon, overseeing social media for Nick Jr. and Nick at Night. After becoming a mom and recognizing a hole in the online space for moms to authentically connect, she used her social media skill set to launch Modern Mom Probs in 2017. She has since amassed a following of over 700,000 women, solidifying herself as a humorous and authentic voice of a generation of women and her brand as a go-to resource for modern moms. Tara published her first parenting book, Modern Mom Probs, a survival guide for 21st century mothers in April of 2021. Additionally, her work has been featured in prominent publications, including BuzzFeed, Today, Parents.com, Romper, and Yahoo Life. As an advocate for maternal mental health support, Tara is proud to be the 2021 spokesperson of the Blue Dot Project, the national symbol for maternal mental health survivorship, support, and solidarity. Tara holds a Bachelor of Arts in Communication from Villanova University and an MBA from the Metropolitan College of New York in Media Management. She currently lives in New Jersey with her husband and son. Tara's mission is tackling mother, modern motherhood one problem at a time. Tara, it is such an honor to have you on. I'm super, super excited. I didn't even know it was over 700,000 followers. That is amazing. I am so excited to get into your story. Talk about some of that mental health aspect of it. I suffered a little bit of it after my son was born, so we'll, we'll talk. But before we get into all that, I'm going to do my quick icebreaker round, and then you can tell my listeners a little bit more about yourself. Yeah. Nikki, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited for this conversation. Thank you. Okay. What is your favorite book? My favorite book, although I've loved many like series, like I like The Hunger Games and Twilight and all those things, my only book that I've ever come back to and read more than once is a book called Geek Love by Catherine Dunn. Mm, It's about a family of carnival people. (laughs) <laughs> nice. And so it's a fiction, fiction it story. It is a fiction story. Yeah, it's a fiction story. Nice. Love it. Who makes up your village? 
my village. So I come from a small family. I am an only child of divorced parents raised by my mom, right? So I don't have a particularly large family. So I would say that my village is my husband and my Instagram friends. I love it. And may I ask quickly, because my husband and I only have one and we're teetering of, do we want to have another? So may I ask, did that affect you wanting to have more than one? I am a proud only child with an only child. And I don't know too many other people who are only children with only children. I love it. I think we have a really good system in our family. There's three of us. It's me, my husband, and, and my son. And we are a solid triangle unit. I like to say like triangles are strong yeah. shapes. And we work really well together. There's many factors that led to our deciding to only have one. We could totally jump into that. And that could be like a whole conversation <laughs> by itself, Nick, because like we totally could talk about that. And yeah. it's fine if we do. Let's talk about it, right? Like why not talk about that today? So I am a fan of it. I am an advocate for one and done families. We'll be able to add that in and still be able to talk about a lot of the other things. It's a struggle. I don't know. And one of my biggest things I just told my husband is I just want to make sure my son will be okay. I'll tell you for a fact, he'll be okay. Does he have cousins? Actually, so my sister just had her daughter and she's thinking of only having one and they're just two years apart. So, and she lives close. So we have that. We'll talk a little bit of why and then we'll get that. Okay. What is your superpower? My superpower is I'm a good listener. I am like everyone's therapist. Everyone's like, hey, Tara, I got a problem. Listen to my blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, all right, okay, uh uh-huh. So I am that person that everyone comes to to listen. I love it. If you could travel back in time, what period would you go to? Oh, Lordy, there's so many different times and periods that I would go to. Let's say the Wild Wild West. Oh, I <laughs> love it. I can see it. I can see. <laughs> it might be fun. Yes. If you could travel anywhere in the world right now, where would it be to? It would either be Fiji, so I could like go and just be alone, or Sicily to visit family. Oh, you're Sicilian. Mm-hmm. As is my family, half of my family. I'm Puerto Rican and Italian from Sicily. Yay! I love it. Yay! Sicily's gorgeous. Go to Sicily. Oh, so you have been. So you have been. I went once for 24 hours because we stopped there to visit family before we went to the mainland to like do a tour. And that was okay. like, like 10 years ago. Yeah. And about seven years ago, we did Tuscany and I've always wanted to go back. I've, Italy, I'm like, if I could just move my life there. And so my husband's like, we have to do Sicily. And I, I hear amazing things. So yes, yes, yes you got to awesome. do it. So what are you most looking forward to in 2022? I really hope that we have a return to normalcy more than we've even had in the last like week or so of of 2022. Vacations is a big, you know, speaking of like going places, like I want to be able to travel again and see different things and experience new experiences. Because let me tell you, I've been hanging out in my living room a lot and it's kind of beat. (laughs) Yeah, I think we're all kind of tired of the living room. I think we're done. I'm ready to explore again. Well, let's put out the positive vibes and get ready to explore for 2022. Okay. So why don't you tell my listeners a little bit more about you? I know fantastic story, Nickelodeon, Nick at Nights, and you create this fantastic, quirky, modern mom probs and you write this book, but tell my listeners a little bit more, family, career, kind of your journey and to where you are today. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm trying to consolidate all of these years of life into a short period of thing. So as I mentioned before, I am the only child of a single mom who was incredibly hardworking. She worked in the restaurant business. So she was working, you know, 120 hours a week, every week for like 30 years. She's still incredibly hardworking. She works at a bakery. I'm like, mom, like relax. And she's like, no, I got to go to the bakery. So that's just like who she is as a person. And, And I love that about her. And I am so respectful of her work ethic and how hard she worked to be able to give me a better life. And so I'm so appreciative of that. She put me through good schools. You know, I went through Catholic schools and Villanova University and all of that and always wanted to be in television, be in media. I studied communications. I often joke that like now we're lucky that like that technology sort of like caught up with like what I almost wanted to do back then. I sometimes say like, God, like if I had the technology that we have now when I was like 15 years old, like, oh man, I would have crushed it. But now I'm like, I'm old and I'm like, I don't want to do it. stuff anymore that I would have wanted to do back then. Anyway, so I did. I I worked at Nickelodeon for several years and I worked specifically on the digital media team. And my last position there was in social media. So I worked with Nick Jr. and Nick at Night. I was also, this makes me laugh because my mom runs around and tells people, I was Dora the Explorer on Facebook, but my mom would run around and tell people like, oh, my daughter's Dora the Explorer. My daughter's Dora the Explorer. I was like, mom, listen, ma, no, like on Facebook, like I do her Facebook, like I'm not actually Dora the Explorer. So I always thought that was great. Yes. But- <laughs> yes. <laughs> Cause she was so proud, you know, she was so proud. She's like, my daughter's Dora. I was like, no, no. Technically is she wrong? You're doing her no, page, but I was, hey, yeah, I was like her. So I was Dora's social media girl, right? That was run me. with it. So then I had my son in 2012 and I wasn't sure if I wanted to go back full-time working at Nickelodeon or or part-time. And so I had asked them to go part-time and they said, unfortunately, no, it was all or nothing. And so I said, all right, well, then it's going to be nothing. And then I stayed home with my son for three years. Because the thing is, too, we were living in New York City at the time. And and the problem with New York City is in many most places in the country, childcare is so expensive. And so many times then you're faced with thinking, can I afford to put my kid in daycare or have a nanny or something like that and then still be able to go out to work? And I know that that was a problem that a lot of mothers face and still face, right? You know, it's hard. You could work your whole life to build up to a career and then you're still going, ah, does it make sense financially to to do this? And like I said, at the time I, I said to them, I, I, you know, I love Viacom. I love Nickelodeon. I love this company, but I'm going to stay home with my son for now. And so I did that. And when he was about three, I was like, you know, I need some sort of creative outlet. I need like something, like a hobby, like some worky kind of thing to do. And and that's when Instagram was really just starting up and coming. It was 2016. And I said to my friends and family, and I was like, I'm going to create parenting Instagram page. And everyone's like, what are you talking about? They straight up like had no idea. I was like, no, no, it's going to be a thing. I'm going to make jokes. We'll get friends. And this and then they're like, I, I don't know what you're talking about, Tara. And so luckily, I was sort of on the cutting edge of it. I was in the right place at the right time. And so I, I built the account up. And here we are now, five years later. Wow. And you're like, yeah, we're just here. And a lot of growth through that, because to say to leave a company like Nickelodeon and, you know, you said something very poignant, which is is also kind of sad that, yes, as women, 
we do have to kind of choose. And you said it in a way, and it's like, gosh, I didn't think about it in that way of you build your career. You work so hard where they're telling you to do this and this, and you find something that you're passionate about. I know for me, I had worked my way up to VP, which was something I had aspired to be. And then, yeah, once my son came, I was a mess. I didn't, I was not prepared for the career identity shift and the postpartum anxiety and all of that. So for someone like you, you're like, wow, I love this company, but now here's this like little person that now I have to figure out what the heck I'm going to do for so many different things. And you had to yeah. choose. Yeah. Did you struggle with any of the career identity or trying? Cause I know for me, a lot of it was my worth, my value. A lot of that trickled in. A hundred percent. You nailed it. Absolutely. When you said that it is for whatever reason, we associate, you know, what we do for a living with like us as our self-worth and like a, like as if it were like a personality trait, right? And and so, yes, I really genuinely struggled with that for a long time. It was a huge decision for me to not go back. And then even at that point, I was like, oh, should I? I, I just didn't know. It was sort of like existential crisis to decide what was the right path for me to take at that point. And so that was the path I chose. And here we we are now. And obviously, I wouldn't have been able to do and build what I've built if I had stayed at Nickelodeon. But yes, it was it was a big decision. And I often had said after the fact, how freeing it was to then for, you know, a time period to be a stay-at-home mom, and then to like not associate myself with work and to not say like, oh, I am social media manager of this or I am VP of that. And, and it was sort of freeing for that period of time that you weren't necessarily tied down to a particular job title. Yeah. And I can see that too, because I left corporate in February due to not having the support or struggling with it over the past four years of my son and having to always like basically make excuses like, well, isn't your husband home? Can he be home with him? And I'm like, but I want to be home with my son. You know, I'm very thankful I can drop him off to the grandparents, but I'm his mother and I want to be home with him. And I shouldn't have to explain that to anyone. And it was a lot of that. And then COVID. And I was just like, yeah, I'm going to do this on my own. But I still struggled with, you know, some of that. But I think you're right. I think there is something freeing about letting it go and kind of shedding and being like, wait a minute, I'm Tara, I'm Nicole. And yeah, I'm pretty badass. And it's not tied to working for this company. And I could imagine, obviously, it worked out. And I'm a firm believer what's meant to be is meant to be. And you go through all of that. But yeah, no, that's that's pretty, that's pretty remarkable. So tell me what made you become an advocate for mental health or maternal mental health? Yeah, so the path to becoming an advocate for maternal mental health sort of happened organically through the account. When I first started my account, it was mostly about like mom jokes and memes and that kind of stuff. And then like over time, it evolved. Like my account evolved. I evolved as a person. I evolved as a mother. And I became more involved in maternal mental health conversations. And so then we started having these like tough, difficult conversations about postpartum anxiety, all of those things. And so I myself had suffered from postpartum anxiety. And so I could speak to that. And then I became involved with the Blue Dot Project. And I and I was working with them just to sort of get the message out. And then they said, you know, then that was like probably in 2020. And then in, in 2021, they said, we'd like you to be our spokesperson. And I said, absolutely. Thank you. So I had worked with them this past year on several different interviews. They had like a few different campaigns going on. And I worked with them to interview mothers on their experiences and how they found coping mechanisms to help them out. 
Yeah. Talk a little bit about what the Blue Dot Project does so you can bring some awareness of that. What are they there for, for moms who are struggling with that? So the Blue Dot Project is a campaign to end the stigma of maternal mental health issues. It sits underneath another organization called 2020 Mom, which is a nonprofit which works for mothers everywhere, really. So it, it, they also sort of have like a like a political arm, and so they're very involved in like the the Paid Leave Act, and they push for more maternal mental health services to be available. And so, like I said, the Blue Dot Project is a small part of 2020 Mom. That's awesome. I think, you know, there's something to be said. And, you know, we were talking about our moms and stuff and your mom being a hard worker and looking at my mom, she's always been a worker working nine to five and coming home to have to take care of the household, took care of her parents. And I'm like, I don't know how they did it with even less resources than we have. Accounts like yours that I had come across within the last couple of years, so many mom podcasts of talking about these things so that women don't suffer in silence and don't feel like there's something wrong with me. I don't know how they did it. I don't either. I'm so glad that we have the platforms that we do nowadays, like yeah. your podcast and and my Instagram. Like, It's so important that we have these difficult conversations. These people in previous generations, I think they just either suffered in silence, which is what my guess would have been, or maybe they sat at the kitchen table late at night and had these conversations with each other late at night. But I, I don't think that that was really it quite as much as I think that they genuinely just suffered in, in silence and they thought, and oh, they I'm the only it. one. Yeah. And they dealt with it and that they're like, I'm the only one experiencing this. And so now I'm glad that we're able to talk about hard things, you know, miscarriage, infertility, you know, even the, the, the concept of like having one child, right? Like that's something that people weren't even really talking about years ago. And so I'm really glad that we're able to shine a light on this because actually back in 2016, when I started my Instagram account, people were not talking about this even on social media and on Instagram. At that point, people were like, if you could think of Instagram, you were like taking a picture of your coffee or your lunch or something like that. And like, that's what you were posting on, on Instagram or you're at the beach or something like that. But now we're having like real conversations. And that's what I'm saying about my account was able to evolve over time to go from what, you know, Instagram had been to where we are currently. Yeah, no, that's beautiful. And talk about that. Speak on you making that decision also of you and your husband, because I, I love that too. It's so poignant because my husband and I too, our number has always been three. It just has followed us. We got married on December 3rd. Like it's just, it's just one of these things. The three is there. So he's always been okay with having the one, the one child. I, because I had a sister, I'm like, I don't know, you know, we'll see. After having birth to my son and my postpartum being the complete opposite of what I thought or completely unexpected of the suffering and the this and then that. And it was just a lot. And then things are really expensive. Let's be real. The, the state of the world, like all of these things, I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe not. But then I kept coming back to, is my son going to be okay? And I also have a lot of friends who have been only children and they've been like, well, I want to have a sibling. And I'm like, well, is it really that bad? So speak on that. And if you don't mind, what was that decision for you and your husband? Because I would imagine he's eight now. He just turned nine. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yep. So speak on that. Yes, sure. So, and you're good with math. You did that real quick. <laughs> I'm an accountant by nature. That's my well, background. So that's, so that's why. Um, yes. I was like, wow, that was impressive. As I mentioned before, I am an only child of parents who were divorced when I was two, right? So there was no going to mommy and be like, oh, mommy, I need a brother or anything like that. It was, that was it. My parents were, were done when I was two years old. And if anything, 
I, I loved being an only child because I had all the resources. I had all of their attention all the time. I never had to break down, like I said, the resources or anything like that. I was a very independent person because of my circumstance with my divorced parents, right? So it's not that like I was never spoiled because like there was no spoiled in that situation. You were just trying to like get by with as you could get by. So I think I'm a very well-adjusted, you know, only child. And like I said, if I ever want sibling, I would have wanted an older brother. That I think would have been cool. Not a younger, like sibling. I don't care about a younger sibling. Like give me an older brother with cool older brother friends that would take me around in their car and go to the mall. Like that's what I would have wanted. Didn't have that, but that's okay. I also had a cousin, my cousin Erica, who is also an only child. And she and I were very close. That's why I asked if your son had cousins, because she's two years younger than I am. And we grew up almost like sisters. And so that's cousins make a big difference when you are an only child. So now let's fast forward to my son, right? So my husband and I unfortunately suffered. I had several miscarriages before my son was born. Then I had unexplained infertility and wasn't able to get pregnant after that. Then I got pregnant with my son, thank goodness. And we had him. Then I had uh, postpartum anxiety. But again, I, I dealt with that and it was okay. Then he, he suffered from really bad tantrums between the months, 18 months to three years old, like really bad. And I Sometimes I sit and think back about, you know, about the sibling thing. I couldn't even have considered trying to have another child while I was dealing with his toddlerhood. I, I couldn't. It was just, it was like, for me at that point, it was like all consuming, like ticking time bomb kind of stuff, right? So that was you know, many times when people are starting to think about having other kids is between that 18 months to three years old age, right? Wasn't even a thought in my mind. So by that time, you know, he was over it. He was probably like three, three and a half. And then at that point, I was like, all right, we're cool. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> no, and I love that because, yeah, I think to your point, I think we need to have more conversation like that because I do believe because we look like we're probably around the same age. I had my son later on in life. And I say that because a lot of my friends had their kids in their 20s. I had him at 34. So that was old, you know, and I think over 35, you're considered a geriatric pregnancy, which is insane. I know. But Ridiculous. that's a whole other thing. Ladies, are you tired of feeling overworked and under-recognized for your impact at work? And are you curious about how to do the inner work to own your worth so you can feel confident making the bold asks, negotiating for more, and creating your ideal career? Ashley Perret, a previous guest, is a successful leadership and negotiation coach who is offering you the special opportunity to experience the power of private coaching with her. She will give you the tools necessary to grow your career in your own terms by being authentic in tough conversations, building bridges through negotiation, and trusting that no is not the end. Head over to www.ownyourworth.com to book an exclusive 30-minute private consultation. I think a lot of women also are dealing with that. And I think a lot of times, you know, you feel pressured because you have to, especially the older aunts or cousins that I speak with, and they're like, Wait, 
when are you having the other baby? And in my mind, I'm like, goodness, what if I was struggling? Like we weren't trying, but I'm like, what if I was struggling with that? You know, to go to someone and say, you're not, you're like, well, how do you not know I don't want one? And I'm having an issue with it, you know? So I think a lot of women feel pressured is basically what I'm going to say. So I'm happy I spoke with you because I didn't know like, if we were doing a disservice to him. And of course, some of his friends have brothers and sisters. So he's four and he's going on like 15 with the conversations we have. And he's like, can we have a baby? He's like, can I help you have a baby? And I was like, yeah, no, it doesn't work like that. Oh, he's such a sweetheart. But I think that's also just because of what you see, you know? So, you know, I was like, are we, would we not? My husband's like, we'll be okay. You know, he's like, I think us having that triangle is something that we can then give him any and everything that we possibly need. Yeah, I, I, I'm a firm believer of that. Like I said, it it worked in, in my family, it worked with my cousin. My husband has another cousin. She's an only child. Let me tell you, all three, uh, I'm saying me, Erica, and this other girl, Anna, like all went to college. Like the one's an attorney. She just became a lawyer. The other one got like a phenomenal job in finance because you know what? You're able to put those resources in, right? You're able to put the time in to really help them become well-rounded people, you know? So so don't think that you're doing a disservice because like I said, from based upon the only children that I know and in, in our family, like- they're crushing it. They're doing okay. Awesome. That's great to hear. Okay. Let's also talk. I know we spoke about the maternal mental health and all of that, but why don't you speak also about the mental load of motherhood and smashing the work-life balance concept? So you're five years into your Instagram. You wrote a book. What has this now journey been like for you since it's not a conventional nine to five, but you do work? I'm, you know a quarter of a content creator. Like I said, I have my professional side of things of me with my podcast and things. Yeah. What, what does that look like for you, this work-life balance? And what do you say with that concept? Yeah. Well, for one, I actually talk about it in my book. I crush the concept of work-life balance because it's set up to fail, right? Like there's no such thing as anything ever being perfectly balanced and being perfect equilibrium. You just can't, right? What you can do is strive to be effective. And so you ask yourself, was I an effective employee today? Was I an effective mother today, a partner, wife, whatever it is? And so those are the things you need to look at. And like effectiveness, like you define that. No one's going to define that for you. But if you set out certain goals or objectives in your mind for the day and you hit those things, well, then guess what? You're being effective. And so that's where you strive for. Strive for effectiveness, not necessarily balance. I love that because, yeah, it's it's what's effective for you. It goes back to whatever that triangle, square, whatever your family dynamic looks like and what's effective for you all and what makes sense. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. That's what it is. Like you can't try to live someone else's life, right? You could only focus on your life and try to live your best life. Correct. Which is where I think the bittersweetness of social media, right? And, you know, and I imagine you, you've come across this in the five years since of you really building this of making sure you're being authentic, but then also making sure, and I know more of your, your Instagram is like quotes and you share other people's stories as opposed to your quote unquote day-to-day life. So is it a little different of you sharing that, but of people thinking or looking at someone's account and comparing and saying, well, they're doing this. So I need to be here. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And the one thing I've always said about Modern Mom Probs is that it's not about me as Tara. It's not like the Tara Clark show. I want it to be about 
all modern moms. And so that's why I, I'm a firm believer that the tide raises all ships. And so that's why I'm always like sharing my friends and, and sharing other content creators and stuff like that, because like, it's a community that we are in together. And that's why it's not just like, oh, look at me. I got my hair curled, you know, (laughs) all the time. And like, I mean, maybe sometimes it's like that, but, but it's not all that all the time because I'm a firm believer of community. I agree. I mean, it takes a village to raise a child. This is now my 80th conversation. And I've talked to a, a neonatologist who's a doctor from the NICU. I talked to homeschooled moms and stay-at-home moms, like all different kind of women. And yeah, a lot of it, which is why the village question comes up, because it's like whatever that village looks like for you, that truly is key. I mean, in other countries, when a woman gives birth, they come in and they cook for the mom and they so that the mother and the baby can bond and they clean for the mom. And it's unfortunate that our society, you know, everything is like work, work, work. And in the most transformative portion of a woman's life where mentally, I mean, scientifically, and it's crazy to me that there's not even enough data to show what happens to a mother's brain after she gives birth, because I know something changes. It has to. We can attest to that. I completely physically, mentally changed after having my son that we expect women to just go back and be like, Yeah, like nothing happened. Yeah, I I agree 100%. What advice would you give to someone who wants to become a content creator who has a message? Yeah, who has something who's passionate about something? What advice would you give to them? Be consistent and don't give up. It's become sort of a crowded space in the last few years, especially like since the pandemic, because like people are home and they're like, yeah, now I'm home, I'm going to make TikToks or now I'm home and I'm going to do this stuff. So my, my point is don't give up. Show up every day, make the content, you know, reach your people. You're going to find your core community or your core group of people. Don't give up on that. You know, just, just keep grinding. And, and like I said, just be consistent. The other thing too, it's like, I struggle with this myself. I've been doing this for five years. I literally do this every single day, right? And it's exhausting. Yeah, I'm sure. It's it's mentally draining. You're putting content. You're you're trying to think. Me with my podcast, same thing. It's like I have this is my second conversation. I have two more to end the week. It's a lot, you know, but like you said, you have to go with it. And if you have something to say, you put it out there. So tell me about Modern Mom Style Box. What was the purpose? What started all that? Tell me about that. It gets shipped right to your door. You pick out the styles. So you go into the virtual closet and then you select all the different styles. And their styles like Banana Republic, Ann Taylor, Loft, Express, all of that kind of stuff. The French Connection, like beautiful, beautiful clothes. And so you select your clothes and then we send you three pieces at a time. And then you just send them back in a prepaid envelope. Shipping's free. We handle the laundry. And then that's it. So I'll tell you the origin of this. So 20 years ago, when I was like first out of college, I didn't have a lot of money for clothes. But like, you know, when you work in an office, you do need to look nice each day and you like should be kind of like changing those outfits up. And so I had the idea, I was like, man, I wish there was a company that you could like rent clothes from and then give them back when you're done. And I remember I was at a business lunch one day and it was like me and like my my coworkers and I pitched this idea to them. And they all looked at me and they laughed and they were like, that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. Like no one would ever rent clothes. Like that's just not going to happen. And I was like, 
all right, cool. Thanks guys. Thanks. Gotcha. And, uh, and then that was it. And so I kind of like, you know, sat on that, that idea for forever. And then when companies like Rent the Runway came out and all of that, and I was like, those were my ideas. That was my idea. But like, you know, I didn't have the infrastructure for anything like that. And then, so this year, or I should say last year, you know, 2021, I was able to launch Modern Mom Stylebox. I now have the infrastructure and I have the team in place to be able to to do this. And so it really is a dream come true. I mean, it's 20 years in the making, but it's still a dream come true. And so I like to say, don't give up on your dreams. I'm on the site. I love it. This is crazy because yeah, rent the runway kind of, you know, the renting of the clothes, but I think the whole aspect of targeting moms, because I think that's one less thing that's on a mom's list of what she has to do. I know for me, one of my biggest things has been like minimalism. Like over the past year, I purged so many shoes and donated. And I was like, I'm just, I can't, I just want one less thing to think about. And I don't want to look at 30 pairs of shoes staring at me that I'm probably not going to wear. So I love the idea of you renting it when you don't like it, you're done with it. It gets away. if you want to try it, I love that because it, it makes it much easier for a working mom. Or even if you're a stay at home mom and you want something fresh and you're like, let's switch it up. So congratulations on your dream coming true with that. That's awesome. I didn't know that it was launched last year. So how has it grown? What has that been like? Yes. So we launched mid-September. So we're only a few months in, which is really exciting. And now we're going to do a big push for January because now it's the new year and you want to like get some new styles and new looks. We're currently offering a one-month free trial. So anyone could sign up and receive it for 30 days free. You could try to get five boxes like I did. I mean, make it, you could almost make it a game because like as soon as you get something, then you can return notify to send it back and then get something else. And so you could just keep getting those boxes. I love it. Well, good luck with that to my listeners. I will, we'll add the link here. We'll put it all there in any way that I can help support that and share that. I most definitely will. Okay. So how do you, with everything that you have with Modern Mom Probs with, now the style box, your book, the work that you're doing with the Blue Dot Project, how do you impact your community? What's your, I said your mission, but how do you really hope to, to make that impact? I hope to do it through conversations like this, really. Because sometimes, you know, if it doesn't look like I'm doing that necessarily on the Facebook page or the Instagram page, then like I'm doing that by having these conversations, having Instagram lives, you know, being on podcasts. As far as also community work, I'm the president of my son's PTA. So I'm busy with that. I'm also a Cub Scout leader. So I'm busy with that. So I got all kinds of like my own community stuff going on in addition to the motherhood community that I'm a part of. I love that. And before I go into what you do and how do you kind of Again, we're not going to use the word balance, but like, how do you um, reset yourself to kind of tackle on some of these things? What's next for Tara? What's next? I know you have the Modern Mom Style Box and that's a big undertaking, but three, five years, what do you envision that for yourself or even further Ooh, down? Three to five years. I'm hoping I'd be in that beach in Fiji that we talked about before. <laughs> Yes, that sounds amazing. <laughs> that That's my goal. I would love to see the Modern Mom Style Box continue to grow, get new members, be of like a true resource to people, be like a true solution to the Modern Mom, right? So that I'd like to see grow. And then obviously for the Instagram, you know, to continue to grow the community, to keep putting out good content that resonates with people that people really appreciate too. So that's what I'd like to see. Awesome. Okay. What do you do to relax and unwind for the day? Do you have a morning, evening routine? How do you kind of make sure you're being aligned with yourself? 
I need to be better about that because going back to the, what we said earlier in the conversation about like working from home and like having a hard time to detach from the phone and, and all of that kind of stuff, I, I do need to be better about that. But my one thing that I make it a point of is to not put my phone next to my bed at night. I really try. It doesn't happen every night, but most nights, like I try to put my phone away and then not look at it until the morning. I often miss a lot of like PTA emails about that. Like, (laughs) because like, I feel like the PTA stuff's happening late at night, like, because that's when the moms are dealing with that kind of stuff. But then that's okay. I, I pick it up at 630 in the morning and then I see it the next morning. So I try not to look at my phone at night. That's probably my biggest thing. And then we eat my son and my husband and I, we eat dinner together. We all sit down together. We spend a lot of time together, you know, just the three of us. Yeah, I think I struggle with that too, of having the phone near the bed. And it's something that I've wanted to kind of update myself. You have no choice but to pick it up. And what do you want to do? Check your email. And then it's 1130 at night. And you're like, whoa, as opposed to just having your book there or whatever, a journal, something there to kind of go. So no, I love that. How can my listeners connect with you? And then your final thoughts to the podcast world. Yeah. So you can find me in a couple different places. One on Instagram at Modern Mom Probs. I have a website called modernmomprobs.com where we share blog posts, well, about modern motherhood. And then obviously the Modern Mom Style Box. Dot com. Not the, take the thought, the out there. It's just modernmomstylebox.com. And, and those are my, my main things that I'm, you know, that I'm working on. And obviously my, my book is currently available wherever books are sold online. So Walmart, Target, Amazon, obviously, Amazon, barnesandnoble.com. Awesome. It's, yeah, any of those places you could find it. Love it. And then your final thoughts. What do you want to leave my listeners with? My final thought is try to be a part of something that is bigger than you. As I mentioned before that, you know, Modern Mom Probs is not me as the Tara Clark show. I want it to be about everyone else and to feature everyone else. And I think that it's important to try to be that light or that that spotlight to try to help other people. And that would be my, my two cents is try to be a part of something that is larger than just you as an individual. I love it. Yeah, I think that's what helps make the world go round, right? Connecting the engagement and however you want to put that out there. So I love it. Thank you so much, Tara, for coming on. It's so such a pleasure to have you on. Continued blessings for love and light with everything that you're doing. And yeah, have a fantastic 2022. Thank you so much, Nikki, for having me on. This is an amazing conversation. You just filled up my cup so much. I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye. Thank you for joining me this week on the Mamas Know Best, We Got Something to Say podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by our sponsor, NGC Consulting, where you can find them at nicolegconsulting.com. For more motherhood resources, check out themotherhoodvillage.com. Make sure to subscribe to our show so you'll never miss an episode. And if you found value in this episode, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or recommendation to a friend works too. And join us next time for an another amazing conversation. Continued blessings to you all for love and light.